This episode is brought to you by Bear Coast Coffee. Want to get 15% off beans or merch? Use code COFFEEBOSS, all one word now, at bearcoastcoffee.com. Coffee Boss is sponsored by The Money Wisdom Coach. Want to learn more about your relationship with money? Visit moneywisdomcoach.com now to learn more. Welcome to Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm your host, a 22-year-old barista from sunny Orange County, California. I road tripped around America for three months in my car, visiting over 100 coffee shops in 30 different states. I interviewed coffee professionals all over the country while evaluating the coffee and culture of coffee shops. Upon my return, I started Coffee Boss, to help others who want to learn more about what it takes to break into the coffee industry, the second biggest commodity in the world. Many baristas have a dream of starting their own shops, and I do too. Coffee Boss is a resource to help all of us achieve our coffee goals together and learn what we need to do to become coffee bosses. Would you rather have a hamster-sized dog or a dog-sized hamster? <laughs> a hamster-sized dog. I hate hamsters. You hate hamsters? Yeah, they're heinous. They're kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. They always look like they're dead. What? Because they're, like, so small and they, like, play damage. Yeah. Did you have a pet hamster? No, I, I, um, I dated a girl that had a pet hamster and it was just the, the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like kind of a term and they loved it it loved it like way more than I should have yeah I don't know I think that's fine but yeah a little tiny dog that'd be kind of cool that yeah so popular at like bars and stuff yeah you could bring it like in your pocket yeah <laughs> this is my hamster sized dog yeah or yeah. like you could put it like in a girl could put it like in their purse I would yeah. you could lose it so easily no that was another way home right I guess you'd have to get like you could use like a um, a bracelet for collar, but then the print has to be so tiny. Yeah, yeah, I know that that like little metal collar might like weigh it down. Yeah, what if it like tripped on it? <laughs> I know I might be worried about stepping on it. Yeah, wait, <laughs> what if you killed him? Hey, <laughs> that would be so sad. Like he stepped on it. Or if he dropped it in the toilet. Dogs can swim. I guess they could, yeah, they could teach him. If it was a miniature, like, lab, or a miniature golden retriever, I think it would be alright. You could figure it out. And I could just, like, run it around the house and get, like, a full workout in. Yeah, you wouldn't have to walk it very much. They'd probably get tired after, like, a normal tiny walk. Like, to the mailbox or something. Well, today I have Ethan on, and Ethan is our roaster at Bear Coast. He's super dope. Um, he's young, too, and he's achieved a lot in the roasting world, so super stoked to have him on. Yeah, uh, I've only been roasting about a year, but I've been in coffee for about um, four years. Um, but it's been a rocking four years, like, so much going on. I was like... Jump to other shops, like, seemed like every year or every eight months I'd drop, jump to another shop and 
get some more work done there and just building up a rap sheet for myself to eventually, you know, kind of do my own thing. But yeah, yeah, um, I've been in it for the long run, I'd say. It's been really good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm roasting here. We're at Bear Coast Coffee. It's a good time. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about where you started. Um, cool. Uh, well, I mean, I really learned how to barista. And I spent a summer in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And I barista at a kosher coffee shop, Dean Street Cafe. It was rad. Um, learned a lot. Just learned a lot about how to even just talk with people and stuff. And uh, definitely changed my life. And then I didn't do, do coffee for like about um, almost two years after that. I was... Um, about a year, yeah. I was 19 at, the, at that time, or 18, I don't even know. It's been such a blur. But, um, and then, yeah, I came out to California, worked, uh, worked at High Tide Coffee, first there. Okay. Yeah. Went to Sir Coffee when they first opened. Yeah, these are all local spots, too, so all in St. Kennedy. Yeah. So you kind of started building a name for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was just that nice to that. Everyone knew that, like, I'd see someone and be like, so where are you working now? Yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, actually at Bear Coast now, yeah. So I jumped from High Tide to Sir Coffee to Bear Coast Coffee all in, like, two years. Um, so cool. I guess so. You know, it looks so rough on a resume, having, like, experience at, like, all these competing companies and whatnot. But it's all worked out, you know. Uh, went back to Sir. That's where I learned how to roast. Okay. Uh, they taught me a ton. So when you got there, did they hire you as a barista and then say we want you to roast our beans? Yeah. So why well, was I went to them and was like, hey, like I really want to jump, like do production type stuff. You guys roast in the cafe. Um, like this is. My the best place for me to start doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined them, getting an offer that was uh, barista, and then would transition into production assistant, which eventually transitioned into full blown roasting, um, which was exactly what I wanted. And who trained you? Is it their roaster? Yeah. So my manager at the time, or he's still, I think he's a general manager now. Um, for all of their locations. Uh, Keith Velopec taught yeah. me a ton of stuff. Um, and then he, so he taught me and then I um, started roasting. Maybe it was the one teaching him at a certain point. Okay. And you just kind of <laughs> learned more. He taught you a little bit, but you kind of yeah. took a liking to the craft and like, yeah. Maybe, what, did you YouTube more or what? Yeah. Um, just went down the Scott Rayo rabbit hole, which is a dude in coffee who just seems to know like everything. Okay. Um, he's like the like James Hoffman of like coffee roasting, I guess, which is like such a funny thing to say. Uh-huh. But and most of roasting like turns into like trial and error because all the information online is so variable and like it's impossible to translate like someone else's experience to like your roasting setup and your production events and 
your back size, all this stuff that's like you like read something because we have an issues with uh, coffee and like okay, how do I fix this and you'll read all this info and you're just like okay how do I translate that to like my where you work yeah like what I'm doing like the green I have access to and, um so yeah it takes a lot of just pouring through random books and and what motivates you to learn more and like really become kind of a specialist in the craft? Like, is it just to make the best coffee for the shop you're working at, or do you have a personal drive? Yeah, I'd say it's mostly personal. Um, just trying to learn as much as I can, um, build a rapture for myself, a reputation or for a good sense. Um, but it's also nice, yeah, it's like really, really relieving, like listening, like testing out a new like profile, like espresso we're holding, and then going to the shops and tasting what the races are doing and being like, I'm very happy with this. That's like a really, really rad feeling. Um, but it, I would say it's mostly personal. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if people want to be getting into roasting, you kind of have to have a personal drive. And so do you see yourself being, like, what do you think your next goal would be now that you're, like, roasting, you've roasted for two shops and you've been their main roaster? Which, by the way, they, I think both both shops relied on you because they needed a roaster. And it's now kind of, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like roasters are kind of like sommeliers in the way that, like, you need, it's like a specialty thing that yeah I mean it just takes so long to like um, it's kind of a field thing at a certain point where like you can like start at a new like roasting company but you gotta like feel out the, like new roaster and like like again what you have access to like tools you have access to like get better at that like um, it's and it becomes really niche. That's why, like, all the info online is so hard to transcribe because these people are like, yeah, I've been doing this for years. It's like, okay, but your, like, production setup is so, so unique. Like, yeah, you can't, like, tell me to do something because I'm like, I literally can't do that like, because of these, like, limitations I have. So, yeah, you really get in touch with, like, what your shop or what your, like, grocery is, like, capable of needs and um, it's really hard to train that you know anyone can read a roasting graph I'd say but it takes a lot of time to really like get in tune with um, you know what's going on yeah what you need to be like paying attention to it took me like at least um, like two months here Bible. and you correct me if I'm wrong but you this you hadn't gone to school yet or college or anything like that. I did a couple years in college, but I didn't I dropped out. Okay. But yeah. you know, this is a specialty thing. Like you you know, mm -hmm. you don't need the best part about craft industries is that you can kinda of just as long as you're motivated, you can just get to work and I think that's like the one thing that a lot of people don't understand when they go barista at a coffee shop. They're just like, oh it's just a side thing to like, you know, get going on other stuff like you can literally make this into a career. Yeah. You're you just have to have the interest though. I feel like not everyone's going to yeah. be like 
I'm personally not interested. Like I wouldn't have the drive, the intrinsic motivation to want to, you know, Google it and figure it out. But if I was, you know, I you could. Yeah, and there are a lot of people that are doing that. Now, do you think that in the future, like, like I think you, you and like the people that are like you who around America who are like doing learning and taking advantage of the resources of the coffee shop in a good way, not like in a bad way. Um, they are going to like be able to teach classes and kind of create an education system for coffee, maybe when they're in their 50s or 60s. Yeah. You know, maybe that would be like in 2050. But do you <laughs> see that future? Like kind of like what we're seeing right now is for wine. Like now people are going to school for wine because it's like a recession proof thing. Yeah. And I think we'll see that. I think we see that with coffee, but what do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, do I see myself like teaching people in the future? Like definitely. I mean, I kind of already try to do it now and I try to do it as, you know, like, a, you know, training in a, in a shop setting, like as a barista, I think it's really valuable, like really like motivate your, motivate the other staff around you, even if you're equals to just like try new things and feel good about uh, what they're producing. And yeah, so I, I love that. Um, I always try out like other roasters that I know and or try to try with them. They're all kind of, uh, you know, introverts to a sense. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah, is there any sort of like roaster community for like people that are young <laughs> roasters? No, not, not that I know of yet. I mean, there's, it's that is fine. Yeah. But, you know, people are so very passionate about their roasting. And really secretive. It's like a very secretive thing. Like if you try and look up, yeah, you try and look up like how blue bottle like roasts their coffee, impossible. Like you literally can't find any info out there, and it's like so odd because like you can't really copy like a roast because like it all just depends on the green coffee and your equipment can't be. No one's gonna have the same exact equipment. Yeah, yeah, it's so bizarre. So like I, I'm always like showing. You know, help it out, friends. You can even look what was that roast at um, Sir Coffee Now, like to my place. Like, we, you know, chat all the time about um, just, just trying to, you know, roast good coffee for people. Yeah, no matter where we are. So, um, yeah, try to like break into that more like casual, like <laughs> roasting community. Yeah. Because for a long time, it's been really seen. Seems really pretentious like, and like just secluded. So, for people who are trying to, you know, roast their own beans but may not have that interest and maybe want to bring someone on, how can you, um, like maybe if someone wants to own a coffee shop but wants to hire someone like you to maybe like when you started at Sir and that guy kind of taught you what he knew but wasn't much and you were motivated to learn with their equipment. You know what would what can an owner do to provide that you know environment where you want to stay and learn and but also roast for them and stuff. Yeah, that's tricky. Instead, yeah, because that's that's tricky. I mean, most most roasters stick around. Um, 
It's kind of like beer brewing. Like you find your spot and you know you try and stay there for a while. But at a certain point um, in any industry, you, you kind of get um, you know wrung out. Like you're that's like the toughest part, I guess. Is um, a lot of production like roasting companies they kind of overwork their roaster a little bit. And it's not a lot of work roasting coffee, but it's adding on the additional like hats of like, okay, we're gonna roast and you're also gonna do all wholesale and do all online orders and like all these all these things that yeah and then you know if you keep tapping stuff on that list because you're like, oh like this person has the time. It's like okay, well, you know, they're keeping like a mental checklist in their head typically. And Actually, yeah, it's always like they're going to go crazy. And, yeah. You know, there's always better opportunities somewhere else, anywhere else. But um, most, I think most people start looking for new opportunities when they feel like they're just getting like put through the ringer, like um, in terms of like how much, how many responsibilities they have. Because uh, that's on them at that, at that point where if they, you know, don't do a certain Item on that checklist, like they're gonna get chewed out for it. Yeah, and it gets really tough, and, and it's really hard to see. I think as a business owner, because they're like, "Oh boy, I need to get this person forty-hour, you know, week bill." Yeah, and I have, I already have a thousand things I'm working on, but it's really hard to like motivate. Uh, I think with roasting to keep people while you need to the addition of some equity in the company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's huge and would, would keep, you know, anyone around for a long time. They want to be there. Like, because it is, you're creating their, the copy for the shop. Yeah. You know? And so that's huge. The, yeah. Yeah. The roaster wants to, is, wants to see everything grow and they want to be like roasting more every week. And, you know, that's really kind of hinges on like sales and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think it's um, huge. Yeah, if you're looking to hire someone to roaster, offer them some equity, or, equity or something, something like that. Something that gives them, you know, ownership of the business because at the end of the day, the bean is probably the biggest part, one of the biggest parts of the business. Yeah, especially yeah, in coffee. It's, it's your business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and have a motivated roaster to like, you know, that palette of like, what coffee you have to offer is really important. Trying to get ownership of the comp in the company and trying to stay and get, um, you know, a good deal so you can stick around yeah. and not look at other places. Um, I feel like roasters have a lot of negotiating room because they have such a craft that owners need, especially if they don't want to do it or, you know, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I think it's hard to see the value in like a really good, well, employee in general until you have them for like you know a month or so, and you're like, whoa, this like one person is, whoa, this one person is doing like so much better than like the last like like two people combined. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like really big. I mean. I, I'd say, like, I have a lot of power to negotiate, but at the same time, I really have to, like, put in and prove that it's, like, worth worth it in the budget to, like, keep me here. 
and I think it is, and I think I've built a lot of processes and systems in here like that we do now that I started that proves that. Um, so it's, you know, with the right motivation, yeah, you can, yeah, you can get like anything, I think anything you want. Um, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of, I'd say, yeah, there's a lot of power in the, in the sense of like a roaster because especially in the position kind of I'm in and just being so in tune with all the other shops and the, you know, are like basically like separated from everything in this warehouse back here that um, I can just kind of oversee as much as like as possible and on the coffee end of things, not really on like the business side of things, obviously, but that's big. I mean, green coffee is expensive. So the more efficiently we can use that, you know, it's benefits like literally everyone. So, so true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you kind of touched on, you know, how you have a good pulse on the shops in town here in San Clemente, Southern Orange County area. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious where, um, you see the market right now where you see our, the customers, what, what they want, maybe mm -hmm. specific to roast, since that's your specialty. Yeah. And so maybe like a two year ago, project like what they wanted before, what they want now, and then maybe like a, a two mm -hmm. year, five year, if you could give us some projections, that would be really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, currently trending is Orange County or Southern California shops. Um, like booming right now it's like the place to be um, whereas like previously you know it's kind of trickled down the coast ever since you know Starbucks in Seattle really um, and yeah I mean it's a lot to talk about in that <laughs> question yeah I mean it's it's funny how like it comes in waves where like people want they want exciting new coffees and then they get sick of them and they're just like, F it, I just want like something pre-ground, yeah. something bold I can drink in the morning. And I go through the same kind of waves. I mean, I go through that wave of beer. I'll be like, oh, cool, craft beer, fun new sour and whatnot. And then like a month later, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going like, to pick up a 12-pack of cores. Like I don't yeah. I care less what I'm drinking. And yeah, same you know, it's kind of like that for coffee and with such a, like a pretty saturated market in Orange County, it's like kind of tough to, to shine. And like a lot of people think that you need to like pull these like epic green, like super expensive green coffee bags and yeah. roast that, and, which is cool. But there's so many other huge companies like that do that. Yeah. So well, like Onyx and, um, was it George Powell? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah George, George Powell. Yeah, yeah, super rad. Um, but yeah, I think the future of coffee in general is just going to be um, just building brand, building a brand to suit like the community, opposed to like in the community sense of like. Not what the community drinks, but like 
just creating a space for people. Um, yeah. I think that's like so much more important. An experience. Yeah. And that's why I like places like work in progress, you know, they use, I think they use stereoscope coffee, which is stellar. Um, but most people just go because it's really rad place so to buy. Just it and, yeah. I know people really love, you know, going to the bigger shops um, that have a lot of seating. Yeah. To yeah. kind of like serve. Sir, yeah. You know, even though maybe Bear Coast has better coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir has the seating in the space to do homework and yeah. work or have a meeting. So yeah, Sir's great. Have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, it's all subjective that coffee enjoyment but yeah it's like maybe yeah bear coast has better coffee but you might enjoy it better if you're like chilling in a big open space mm-hmm. <laughs> or in like the foyer in the sur like it's it's kind of all about that now just that culture aspect yeah just giving people a place to to hang out really and that's that's i think all the places that are going to do like super well i think high tide like does that perfectly. They have a location in Laguna Niguel now that it's just like meant to be yeah. hung out in. And they're cruising. Yeah, I love that. Um, Daydream just opened up like a new spot. It's huge. Um, I think I'm going to go in there tomorrow actually. Nice. Um, Sad to hear how you like it. Where yeah. is it? Where's the new one? I think it's right across the street. It's just like a bigger. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know, Daydream is like. It's like a surf shop yeah. slash coffee shop. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's like shop for like surfboards and what else do they have? Like knickknacks. Yeah, just like a retail surf store. Yeah. And yeah. then they have coffee. <laughs> yeah. And their coffee's wrapped. They it's just a multi roaster. Like they just get coffee in from all over the place. Yeah, it's a good time. Um but yeah, I think just for the future it's gonna be about um just supporting your community with events and stuff yeah the coffee's kind of secondhand now like not really like a big big deal for a lot of people so yeah um we'll see i don't know it's definitely changing and i think um you know more and more people are learning about craft specialty Mm -hmm. coffee moving away from starbucks yeah yeah I think, well, another thing, too, is, like, green coffee is, like, the best it's, you know, probably ever been. Um, at least, in my opinion, I think the coffee farmers down in, um, you know, South, Central America are just, like, killing it. Like, yeah. there's so many, and even in, like, Mexico, like, there are um, so many good options for coffee. And it's so well-produced and... Um, yeah, it's like exciting to see and to see like that generation move on and pass it to their like next generation to see just how like the improvements as like, you know, yeah, the coffee farms grow and stuff. It's just going to get like better and better. It's exciting. It's super exciting. It's, and it's exciting because it's just going to keep growing and you're going to keep growing with it, you know? Yeah, so hopefully. <laughs> that's epic. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to end with an application that you might have, something that people maybe who are trying to break into the roasting world could use. Um, 
or something that owners can use if they're looking to hire a roaster. Um, we already kind of touched on some application points. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do as a barista. Um, I mean, bug the heck out of your... Um, if you have access to an owner or something like that, and you know that your company is roasting, like just bug the heck out of them. It's not annoying. They are gonna like love to see the how motivated motivated you are to get you know in the back of house production type stuff. That's huge. Um, there's so many people that like you know. There's always these people when I like go to the cafes. They're like, hey, you know, like you need help do a production and stuff. Like, let me know. And I'm like. Um, you gotta come to me. Like, I don't. Has wanna... anyone else? I'm just curious. Has any other barista besides maybe your girlfriend come to the um, warehouse besides me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We do cuppings every once in a while with them. And okay. I want to get people here more often. Yeah, um, I love. This is my yeah. first time at the warehouse, so yeah. I was like, I wonder if anyone <laughs> else has actually come here because yeah, I don't well, know why they would come? You know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten any extra help. I uh, haven't really needed it. Um, but like if someone, you know, comes to me and they're like, I I like need to do this, I'm like, okay, cool. Then come to the work. Like <laughs> shoot me an email, like let's get this going. I like want people who are motivated to like have access to like seeing what I do here because I would have like wanted the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're like looking to break into something like that, like bug the heck out of your owner. Or you know, there's a lot of, yeah, just befriend people. Be nice. You know, you can go hang out. If you're nice to the right roaster, they wouldn't really mind you coming and hanging out, watching you, like, work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just befriend the roaster. Befriend the roaster, yeah. Or befriend <laughs> the owner. And, yeah, if you're an owner and you're looking for someone, like, uh, that's tough. I mean, it's, everyone's needs are different. Um, but yeah, to start someone on bagging coffee, that is like the ultimate deal breaker for like anyone that doesn't really have an idea of like what production entails. Just have a lot of bagging coffee. Have them bag coffee like a few times. They can do it in silence. They're hired. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the silence thing, that's, that's just a me thing. But, um, if they can kick it and bag coffee and be like, okay, when do you need me next? That's huge. Like, bagging coffee is so boring. But most of this job is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, like, objectively, I'd say. You just need someone that's... They have to be boring. Like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't think you're boring. No, I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, you just have to be cool with um, doing monotonous stuff. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people are. I mean, I'm a very extroverted person i like to be out and about talk interacting with people but a lot of people like to you know they would prefer their work day to be you know solo Mm -hmm. in a place where they don't have to interact with people yeah and then interact with their people maybe after work or something yep so yeah it's a it's a really tough area of coffee to get into took me forever I don't want it to sounds tough, but it also doesn't sound like rocket science. No, you just got to find the right place. Yeah. Find the right doesn't people. sound like rocket science. And everyone in coffee is generally pretty nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a business that you're in usually for money, you know? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, even the owners are all like broke, it seems. And that's a joke. <laughs> it just well, usually like, pretty humble. And yeah, like, want to um, help people. Yeah, not broke, just like coffee's hard. There's, you know, you. You'd think the margins are like a lot more wide than than they are when you start factoring in labor and whatnot. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can get into it, roasting's pretty 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 fun. Sick. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Ethan. I'm oh, super yeah. stoked that we got to record, and um, we should do another episode. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you. talk more about roasting and. Maybe you can give us, maybe we can do something specific to roasting, but also curious to hear what people want to know more about when it comes to roasting. So um, ask questions, shoot an email, um, leave a DM, yeah. that sort of thing. Heck yeah. And we can record another episode. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm so grateful you listened to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me out by leaving a small review. If you have any feedback, ideas, questions, or just want to geek out with coffee with me, please leave a DM or send an email to coffeeboss with Noah Schloss at gmail.com. I will try my best to get back to you promptly. And as always, share this episode with a friend or even a staff member, coworker, or your coffee boss. And tune in for the next episode of Coffee Boss. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.